Alright guys, I'm back to talk about Balance and Resto Druids. The other two specs of the Druid which I covered, which I didn't cover in the first episode. I'm going to start with Balance Druids. So, quick recap. Uh, Balance Druids get Wrath, Starfire, Moonfire. Uh, they normally play in Moonkin form past level 40 if you're going... Uh, deep balance, you'll be in moonkin form. Um, you got entangling roots to CC, uh, one CC that I didn't cover last week. Um, you also have hibernate as druids. All druids have hibernate, which uh, puts beasts and dragons, dragonkin to sleep. So it's mostly used in raiding sense for dragonkin, but there are some niche uses, like in Zulgurub. Uh, for putting beasts to sleep. So the reason why putting beasts to sleep isn't super relevant is because you can just have a mage polymorph it instead, um, which is normally what people do. But uh, for dragons, hibernate is the only thing that can CC them. So what are we talking about for balanced druids? Balanced druids are um, ranged spellcasters that focus on dealing a lot of damage. Um, when they're in Moonkin form, they get uh, increased armor. So similar to bear form, they get a percentage increase of their armor, um, which makes them tankier. But they're missing a lot of the utility for other mage classes, such as warlocks and mages. For example, um, their CC in Entangling Roots is pretty limited. Um, and Hibernate is extremely limited, especially in PvP. Um, obviously, Entangling Roots can only be used outside, so it's not a good CC in dungeons. Um, in PvP, most PvP is outside, so that's not super relevant. You can normally Entangling Roots, unless you're inside the base in the Warsong or Alterac Valley. Um, but they don't have... Uh, they don't have a counterspell, so they don't have any way to prevent people from casting. And their CC is kind of limited, but they do have some decent damage. Uh, if you're going full Moonkin, you have some added survivability. And if you're not going full Moonkin, which I'm going to go over some hybrid builds that have sprung up um, more recently. These weren't super flushed out back in... Um, true vanilla, but since then on private servers, people have come up with some nice builds. Um, you can definitely add some utility in while uh, sacrificing Moonkin form, basically. In a raiding scenario, um, Moonkin druids uh, have mana issues, which is the reason why most people don't um, most people don't enjoy having Moonkins in their raids is because they're seen as a weak link, because they have such uh, glaring mana issues. Because unlike mages who have evocate and warlocks who have life tap, um, they don't have any way to regenerate mana. So they have to rely on consumables like mana oils, mana potions. Uh, you don't want to be innervating yourself. Your innervate needs to go on a healer in most scenarios. Um, Especially if you're being forced to drop out of Moonkin form to Innervate, you're being forced to drop out to Battle Res. That can definitely hurt 
um, your mana pool. But if you have the consumables and you're dedicated and you really work at your craft, you can definitely do well as a Moonkin Druid. It's just more difficult, kind of like a Shadow Priest. You have to really work at it and be dedicated. Uh, but especially for Ankaraj and Naxxramas, when mages start rolling Ignites, which I'll talk about when we get to the mage video, um, having a Moonkin Druid can be extremely valuable because adding basically 12% crit if you're in a group with four fire mages is pretty strong. So uh, Moonkin Druids, their claim to fame, like how they help out is everyone in their group gains, including themselves, gain 3% chance to crit with spells. So it's exactly like leader of the pack, but instead of melee and physical crit, you gain spell crit. So um, it'll you'll definitely help out the DPS of your group as a whole and your raid as a whole. Um, but it is difficult to find a raid guild as a Moonkin. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, while, while you're raiding, you will not be able to use Moonfire. So you have to focus on Starfire and Wrath. So keep that in mind. Uh, in terms of PvP, uh, Moonkin Druids have um, some glaring weaknesses, but they also have some cool strengths. So, for example, they have a really strong ability in Barkskin, which makes them take 20% uh, less damage, and they, um, they don't get pushed back on their spells, but their spells do take longer to cast, so you have to keep that in mind. Um, they have strong ability in Moonfire. That's a really, really strong ability. Don't underestimate it. Um, and sorry, bark skin is only physical damage. In case that isn't obvious, you're hardening your skin. But maybe it's not. Um, but yeah, bark skin is, is really good. Um, to make yourself tankier, you get a talent uh, early on in the balance tree, which a lot of specs pick up. In Nature's Grasp, which I explained last time, when you get struck in combat, you will cast Entangling Roots for free. Like It'll automatically cast on the target. Uh, one point gives you a 35% chance. Five points give you a 100% chance the next time you're struck. So that's a good ability. Um, in terms of PvE AoE, uh, when you're hitting multiple targets, you do get Hurricane. Uh, as your only AoE spell. It does have a minute cooldown and it is channeled, so it's not very good, but it is available. Um, especially for non-elites, it's like relatively useful because if you have like a mage who's AoEing everything and you're AoEing everything, it'll actually die pretty quickly. So Hurricane's not the worst. Uh, early on, it is the, like if we're not starting at 1.12 for the patch, um, you actually don't have Moonkin form. Instead, the 31-point talent is Hurricane, which is terrible. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. Don't spec into that if it is the case that we're getting progressive patches rolling out in terms of like talents and abilities. Um, but uh, besides just pure uh, balance Moonkin, there are also some cool balance hybrid specs, which I'm going to cover. So... Uh, I have a lot of specs that I'm going to put up today in the description because there's a lot of different ways you can play. You can play uh, Deep Balance. You can play um, Balance Feral Resto Hybrid. You can play Balance 
resto hybrid with nature swiftness you can play deep resto when we get to the resto section and you can even play a uh, resto balance hybrid if you're focusing on healing so there's a lot of different stuff you can do um, basically whatever you can dream up um, you can sort of do with these two specs they're very heavily interlinked uh, but you can also just do a pure build. So if we're doing a pure um, uh, DPS um, PVE Moonkin build, we're going um, improved Wrath, obviously. Uh, basically all the damage talents in the balance tree. Improved Wrath, improved Moonfire, Nature's Reach, which makes your spells uh, longer range, which you would get on every build that focuses on balance. Um, improved Thorns, because there's nothing else to take. Uh, Vengeance, improved Starfire, all this stuff to boost your damage dealing abilities. Uh, Moon Glow to help with your mana issues. It reduces the mana cost of basically a bunch of your spells. So it's Moonfire, Starfire, Wrath, Healing Touch, Regrowth, and Rejuvenation, which I'll talk about when we get to the Resto Balance Hybrid. Um, you go down and pick up Moon Glow because it's very strong. Nature's Grace, which makes it when you crit, your next spell is faster. Um, and finally, you get Moon Conform and Moon Fury at the end, which just increases your damage. And then Moon Conform obviously gives you the aura. Now, the downside of Moon Conform is that while you're in Moon Conform, you cannot cast anything except balance spells. So you cannot heal yourself. Uh, you can't... Um, you can't decurse. You can't abolish poison. You can't battle res. You can't uh, innervate you can't insect swarm so when you're in balance you are very very or you, when you're in moonkin form you are very locked into your balance spells which is obviously fine in a uh, pve scenario because what you want to be doing is damage and you only drop out of moonkin form to do something very important like innervate or battle res but most of the time it's not that big a deal in pvp uh it can be a bigger deal which is why I'll talk about some of the hybrid builds, which are neat. And then in the Resto Tree, uh, you pick up Improved Mark of the Wild, and you get Reflection, which is a very important talent for Druids. It uh, allows 15% of your mana regeneration to continue while casting. And this talent, um, which is also very important for Resto Druids, um, is the reason why Druids, along with Priests, actually stack um, some spirit. Now, shamans and paladins try to avoid spirit because they don't have any talent like this. They don't have any talent to increase mana regeneration while casting, which means for them, a much more relevant stat is MP5 um, because that regenerates regardless of whether or not you're casting. But because druids and priests get this uh, talent and they also get a set bonus on their tier 2, um, it makes spirit a much more valuable stat for priests and druids. So now as a moonkin druid, you're not going to have very much spirit, but there's nowhere else to put these points. And it does help with your mana regeneration a little bit. So it's definitely something you would want to go into. So now I'll talk about some of the hybrid builds. So the hybrid build, if you're going, these are mostly PVP builds. Um, obviously they can work in different things, but they're for the most part, not raiding builds. Um, so definitely, I'm sure you can raid with some of these, 
uh, but I definitely wouldn't recommend it. These are definitely more PvP, small-scale uh, builds. So for the Balance Resto version, we have a 30-0-21, which gets all of the relevant balance skills. Um, you would get uh, Nature's Grasp, so which I've talked about at length, and all of the damaging um, talents. And then in Resto, you would go 21 points, so you could pick up Insect Swarm, which is very strong, and Nature Swiftness, which makes your next Nature spell instant cast. So this is a more healer-oriented build. Um, obviously, you don't have Moonkin form, so you're not playing in Moonkin form. You're focusing on... You're still doing damage with Starfire, Wrath, Insect Swarm, and Moonfire, but you're also focusing on supporting your teammates um, and then one of the cooler builds that I'm really a fan of, you go a 29-11-11 build, uh, also PvP oriented. You're picking up Natural Shapeshifter to reduce the mana cost of all shapeshifting. Um, you're doing the usual talents in balance, except you only have 29 points, so you're missing one point in Moon Fury. But in Feral, you're putting 11 points in, you're getting um, improved Bash and Pounce, so your stuns last longer. You're getting slightly better Stealth, uh, you get free extra levels in Stealth, and most importantly, you're getting Feral Charge, which gives you a charge and uh, a spell interrupt, which Balanced Druids do not have. Um, so you're adding both of those in um, to a spell casting balance build so you can interrupt priests when they're trying to heal uh, maybe burst them down by locking their holy school um, same for other casters like if a mage is casting a frostbolt you can charge them out of nowhere and they'll be super surprised because they think you're a balanced druid and you'll just lock down their whole frost school etc and also root them in place um, and then you're putting 11 points into restoration you get furor so as soon as you switch into bear form, you'll have enough rage to feral charge. You're getting uh, nature's focus, which gives you 70% chance to avoid interruption caused by damage while casting your healing spells. And you're picking up insect swarm because insect swarm is very strong for a balance resto hybrid. So that's another cool build. Um, there's not very many builds that get to go something cool like 29, 11, 11. So that's, a neat thing for small-scale, um, like Warsong Gulch kind of uh, druid build with like a bunch of, like, there's a lot going on in this build. You have a lot of utility and interesting sources of damage and interesting sources of CC. So definitely recommend trying out some of these builds if you have an interest in playing a balanced druid. Because these are all basically balanced druid builds at heart. Now... For, uh, let's just take the sort of philosophy for what we're doing with these builds. So if you're going a um, uh, an actual Moonkin Druid build in PvP, you want to make yourself as inconspicuous as possible, which is obviously hard since you're a giant chicken. Um, and the Druid or the Moonkin look in vanilla is just amazing. They look so cool. Um, just these giant chickens running around, like, shooting lasers and uh, Moonfire spamming you to death. But they're very, very rare, so it's kind of cool to see one out in the wild. Um, 
But in a PvP scenario, you want to not be the center of attention. You want to just uh, play kind of like a hunter. Just sit in the back and try to unload as much damage as possible. Get your long, big Starfire casts off. Get your Wrath machine guns firing. Um, and you don't want to engage in melee combat because it's difficult to uh, do anything when people get on top of you. Yeah, you have Bark Skin. Yeah, you have Nature's Grasp. And you have Travel Form. But like, if a rogue knows what he's doing, he can sit on you pretty effectively. And once you switch out to go into travel form, out of moon can form, you lose a lot of your armor. Uh, so you're kind of like vulnerable. Same. You basically don't want to be the center of attention. You want to just assist in DPS. And um, you can also flag carry a little bit, even as a moonkin druid. Obviously, you're not as strong as a feral druid, but or a resto druid even. But you can definitely still do it. Um, if we're going a more hybrid build, like a Resto Balance or the one that gets Feral Charge, you're not playing with Moonkin form, um, but you have a lot of added mobility. You have the you don't have to switch out of Moonkin and then get into Travel form. You could just switch straight into Travel form. Um, you have some added uh, ability to heal because you don't have to drop Moonkin form in order to heal. You can just start healing whenever somebody needs help. Uh, you have Nature Swiftness with one of the builds, which lets you heal a lot more effectively. You're, you're basically going 21 points into Resto, which doesn't make you anything... It doesn't make you as strong as a Resto Druid, but it does help. Uh, and if you have Feral Charge, obviously you can lock down runners. You can interrupt spells. Um, you can... One neat thing you can do is you can Feral Charge in, wait a few seconds while the target's Holy School is still locked if you charge the healer, and then bash them, and you can actually lock someone down for like 7 seconds, maybe longer, as a uh, Balanced Druid, which can be very helpful for your team to lock down key targets. Um, so yeah, that's sort of what you're doing in a PvP setting. Um, Again, sort of what I was focusing on was the Feral video, or Feral podcast episode, whatever the hell I'm doing. Um, you want to be utilizing uh, as much of your class as possible. You want to be assisting with decursing. You want to be assisting with uh, clearing like blinds, clearing poisons on friendly, especially... Oh, this is a big thing. Glad I remembered this. Hunters on... Uh, the other side will always try to viper sting your healers including you because viper sting is their strongest ability in vanilla it's an extremely strong mana drain and mana is a very 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 important commodity in vanilla um so draining mana is huge and druids have one of the best counters in the game to mana drain uh in abolish poison because it cleanses poison when you cast it and then it it lasts 8 or 10 seconds, and every 2 seconds it'll pulse, and it'll clear any future poisons as well, which makes it crazy strong versus hunters. So you definitely want to be watching your priests and other classes, uh, your mages, your... Basically, hunters will try to viper sting everything. So you want to be cleansing as much of that as possible, uh, assuming you're not playing a pure moonkin druid, because then you would have to switch out a Moonkin to cleanse like all the time, and that's not really possible. So if you're playing any druid that can cleanse um, without like 
compromising your core game plan. You want to be cleansing poison as often as possible. So now we'll talk about Resto. So Resto Druids, um, in PvE, uh, it depends a lot on the philosophy of your guild. If your guild is very organized and you have people who don't try to snipe um, healing, so uh, like let's say you have your group and that's your group and other people are not going to come in and try to snipe your healing. Um, it, this is obviously in a raid scenario. You can rely on your healing over time effects in rejuvenation a lot, which is very strong. Um, if you're very, if your guild is very organized, so like let's say you put a rejuve on the target, and uh, you let it tick, and the target's just sitting there at seventy percent, and your rejuve just ticks them up to a hundred percent, no problem, good to go. Now, in a less organized guild, or you have less friendly healers, other people will just come in. And they see the target at 70% and they just heal it up to full and your rejuvenation is all overhealing and it doesn't do anything at all. So it can definitely be frustrating to play uh, a rest of Druid in that regard if other people are sniping your heals. But there is a build for that, which is you just healing touch spam. Um, and your only healing spell that you're casting is healing touch. Obviously, this is a huge difference in philosophy you're either using your healing over times effectively um, letting people tick up slowly and spreading your healing out pretty wide or you're just casting a low rank healing touch and just spamming that the whole time non-stop the whole uh the whole boss fight all you're doing is spamming uh, a very down ranked healing touch because down ranking is important for healers in a pve scenario because you want to avoid overhealing and um mana is a big concern in raiding so you always down rank your heals and then let your plus healing from your gear take over to make your heals still pretty strong while conserving mana so for so basically those are the two like dichotomies um you can focus on a uh very like sort of what I'm sure Blizzard imagined uh, a rest of Druid would be like, which is utilizing rejuvenation, uh, regrowth, swift mend, which is the 31 point talent that consumes a rejuvenation or regrowth effect uh, and heals them for an amount equal to 12 seconds of rejuvenation or 18 seconds of regrowth. So it eats the healing over time effect and heals them uh, a lot all at once. So, that's an optimistic style, uh, but if you're in a very coordinated guild that isn't going to heal snipe you, uh, it's definitely a good way to go. You can, um, basically, you can drop 46 points into Restoration, which only leaves you 5 points, and you just get everything that's relevant in Restoration. You get all of the minus fret talents, you get um, all the healing talents for all of your different heals. You get like improved regrowth, which you wouldn't get with some other builds. You improve rejuvenation, which you wouldn't get with some other builds. Um, so you could just dump everything into restoration if that's all you're focused on. Or you can do another cool build, which I'm going to talk about, which is the Moon Glow build. So this is more of a low rank healing touch um, spamming uh, build. 
So you're not focusing on using your healing over time spells. Instead, what you're focusing on is healing touch. So in balance, you go down all the way. The points really don't matter that much. Uh, you go down and you grab Nature's Grace, which all spell criticals grace you as a blessing of nature, reducing the casting time of your next spell by 0.5 seconds. So if you crit, your next spell will be quicker. And Moon Glow, which reduces the mana cost of your Moonfire, Starfire, Wrath, Healing Touch, Regrowth, and Rejuvenation spells by 9%. So you get 9% less uh, mana cost, and you get uh, Tranquil Spirit in Restoration, which reduces the mana cost of your Healing Touch by 10%. So altogether, you're reducing the mana cost of your Healing Touch by 19% when you combine the two. Um... Other things you're getting is you're just getting uh, increased healing effect of all spells by 10%. You're obviously getting Nature's Swiftness. You're getting Reflection, which is the 15% of your mana regeneration continues while casting. Uh, I guess I'll quickly explain how Spirit works. So how Spirit works in vanilla, uh, I should have put this in earlier, but uh, I keep forgetting that some people might not know this. But when you're out of combat, your health regeneration will... Um, be in effect so you'll start regening health um, that's the only condition for your health regeneration you just have to be out of combat in order to start regening now for mana there is a 5 second window where after you cast your last spell you will not and while you're casting spells you will not regenerate mana but after 5 seconds of your last spell cast after five seconds, you'll start regenerating mana uh, because then you're technically out of combat for your mana regen. Now, um, like I said earlier, this talent and the, the set bonus on your tier two armor allows uh, mana regen while casting. So 15% of your mana regen will continue as if you weren't out of combat uh, while you're actually casting spells, which can result in a long fight, like a five-minute-plus fight, can result in a lot of mana, which is why druids and priests use spirit. Um, they also use mana per five, but they definitely like spirit more than shamans and paladins and other classes. Um, other classes definitely don't want spirit as a primary stat because they're always casting spells in a raid scenario, which means they're never getting any benefit from their spirit because it only works when you're not casting spells for five seconds. So back to the build. Um, basically, you're just getting the bare bones in restoration. You're not picking up improved rejuvenation. You're not picking up improved regrowth. So all you're doing is healing touch spamming. And this is might be the preferred uh, rating build. Um for if you know that your guild is not like super good about letting your healing over time spells pick targets up um as far as other like very important things that you're doing as a resto druid uh balance and feral druids for the most part will not be decursing and depoisoning as much they can definitely still do it like if you're short on mages you might just have your feral druid only decurse for the fight uh, or your Moonkin Druid only decrease for the fight. But definitely uh, one thing that's very important for Resto Druids is the fact that they have decurse and depoison. So 
Um, obviously, paladins and shamans can also cleanse poisons, and mages can also cleanse uh, curses. But you you definitely want some redundancy, and you normally don't have enough to cleanse everyone in your raid like super quickly. So the more people who can do it, the better. Um, so that's another thing that you're doing. You're obviously bringing battle res. You're bringing innovate either for yourself or your priests, and you are uh, bringing improved mark of the wild. So uh, one of the best buffs in the game just gets stronger by 35%. So that's really good. Uh, you're bringing thorns, which you can put on your main tank. Not super relevant, but it helps a little bit. Every every bit helps. Um, yeah, so that's restoration in a nutshell. Uh, it's very different depending on whether you choose to use healing touch or you try to use all of your healing overtime spells. Even if you're using all your healing overtime spells, you're still using a lot of healing touch. But... Um, if you're healing touching, you're basically using nothing besides healing touch, if that's what your focus is on. And there's no right way to play it. They're just different. And it can vary from guild to guild, uh, depending how your healers have it set up. So definitely you want to check in on that and see um, how you're doing, how your guild is doing, what choices they want to make. Um, besides that... Uh, you can also do, for PvP, you can do a Restoration build. Now, for PvP, uh, Restoration, you definitely want Swift Mend. You want to go 31 points into Restoration, because Swift Mend is very much a uh, burst damage um, solution. Uh, it's also instant cast, so you can, like, let's say your Nature Swiftness is on cooldown and you need to heal someone right now, you can rejuve Swift Mend. And uh, you can do it on the run. Um, it takes like 1.5 seconds because you have to wait for the global cooldown. But it, it'll heal them for a decent amount. And it's like an emergency heal. And emergency heals are much more relevant in a PvP scenario. So I highly recommend getting Swift Mend. Um, but after that, you can also go um, Natural Shapeshifter in Balance. If you think you're going to be shifting into bear form to tank people and shifting in and out of travel form a lot, you can go Feral Charge um, in the Feral Tree. So same kind of thinking for the balance spec that gets Feral Charge. Um, you definitely have some options. Um, you can get improved Entangling Roots uh, in the balance tree to make it so you can root warriors, rogues, Hunter pets, other things like that, without getting pushback. Because uh, pushback is definitely very annoying in PvP. So, for a PvP Resto Druid, you're definitely relying on your healing overtimes, your quicker heals. You want to be casting a lot more regrowth than you would in PvE. Because the downside with regrowth is uh, the healing overtime effect is often wasted if people are sniping your heals. And the Exorbitant mana cost is really bad in a PvE setting. But in PvP, a quick heal that heals for a lot and also puts a healing over time effect on the target, that's a great spell. That's everything you want in a spell. So, uh, also, if you don't have a... Uh, if you don't have any Feral or Moonkin Druids in your raids, you also want to be casting uh, Fairy Fire on the boss. So, if you have a Feral Druid... 
that's the feral druid's job. He gets it for free. Um, but if you don't have a feral druid or a moonkin druid, then you would want to be putting fairy fire on the targets because it's just an overall raid DPS increase. Um, let's see, did I cover everything? I feel like I did. I feel like I covered everything. Oh, consumables. So, for Resto Druids, um, and especially Moonkin Druids, your resource is your mana bar. So you want to be doing, like, mana oils. So you get MP5. You want to be doing mana potions. You want to be doing dark runes, which are drop-off undead mobs, which you they work as, like, a life tap effect. You sacrifice health for mana. And all of these things uh, basically just keep you going longer. Um, you definitely don't want to be relying on innervating yourself. You want to be spreading that to the effect that has the most... Um, or you want to be spreading that to the target that it has the most effect on. Uh, but I highly recommend both, um, balance, or both balance and resto builds. Uh, hybrids, everything in between. Uh, I think it's really fun. This is definitely going to be one of the classes that I play. It's high up on my list. Um, I'm super interested in playing like a balanced resto uh, hybrid build. So it's not going to be my first character. I already have that picked out. But later on, if everything goes well in vanilla and we servers are up and there's no problems, then I will be playing a uh, druid soon because it is one of my favorite classes. And if there's always very little population that plays it so uh, you can be unique you can be important um, if you work hard and you get to play as a balance or a feral druid in your raids then you know then you can feel good about yourself because a lot of guilds don't even let those people raid um, but I think that'll change now that we're here uh, with classic I think um, a lot of people realize that it's not as difficult as it once was you don't need to be as optimized, which lets you do uh, suboptimal things. Um, and it also lets you focus on not just the DPS meters. So as a druid, if you're DPSing in a raid, you have to understand that you will not be like lighting up the meters. So you have to be utilizing your other uh, utility effects. Uh, rest of druids are definitely a very strong healer. Um, do not underestimate them at all. They can do uh, main tank healing and uh, spot healing for the raid. And they bring a very, very, very valuable D-curse and improved Mark of the Wild. So Druids are definitely a great class. Um, always underrepresented. So I'm glad I could make this uh, sort of guide. So, Or even not even a guide, just a discussion. So hopefully inspire some people to play this class, which is kind of the message I'm going to have for all the classes, because I think there's value in all the classes and there's stuff you can learn and stuff you can improve on no matter what class you play. So uh, thanks for listening. And I hope uh, you'll check the next class talk out for, I haven't decided what class I'm going to do next, but yeah, thanks for sticking around. Have a good one.